do our bit, God does His big bit. You know, it's so it's 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 an it's a wonderful sense of living your life in that place. Um, the next picture that I put up up there is this little statement that I I've enjoyed. It says that there was a. This is a story about four people, everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. There was an important job to be done, and everybody was asked to do it. Everybody was sure somebody would do it. Anybody could not could have done it, but nobody did it. Somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job, and everybody thought anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. And it ended up that everybody blamed somebody when actually nobody asked anybody. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the sense of us waiting for others to make things happen, and even waiting for God to make things happen, is not the way God intended us to live. Uh, this picture, uh, this verse I put up there next to my, not me, obviously. Um, is, 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 is been my anchor verse for almost as long as I can remember Colossians 1.29 when in the days when we used to have written diaries uh, now you use your phone as your diary I do anyway <clears throat> but in the front of it I would, the first thing I would do in front of every year's diary is write the scripture it was my anchor verse still is for this I strive with all the energy which he does mightily inspire within me. It, it talks about partnership there. That there's not a sense of us just sitting back waiting for it all to happen. I strive. But I don't strive in my own strength. I strive in the power and the enablement of God. And that's what brings us into this amazing space that I just shared with you, Tony, that we don't have to do life alone. But we do it with His energy, mightily inspiring us and taking us beyond what we can do in ourselves. I'm so thankful for that. The sad thing is that some people are forever waiting around for God to do it. God will do it. It's up to you, Lord. The Lord, And they have this notion of the Lord's coming through for them, which I thoroughly agree with. God does things in amazing ways in our lives. However, He does it in partnership with us. The other extreme, of course, is that there's a whole bunch of people who are doing things all in their own strength. Ignoring the presence of God. And maybe at the last moment in desperation reach out to Him. And He says, no, why don't you do it in partnership with me? You strive. In other words, give it your best shot. Do all that you can in your own strength. In the strength that I've given you. And let's tap into my power and let's see where that can go in the synergy of purpose that I can bring to your life. <coughs> so, you know, I've just found that such a, an important axiom of my life. I'll give it my best shot. As God, I rely on you to do your best shot. Now, I think you shared just before a lovely little thought. Was it in prayer or in a... No, she's not looking at me at the moment. <laughs> I think it was in the prayer time. Maybe it's in the testimony time, but you said it. Uh, we, we, have a, we have a mighty God who does mighty 
How did you put it? It was written neat. I wrote it down actually in my book. I thought that's a good little line. Huh? Yeah, that's it. My, a mighty God who is mighty good. I thought, yes, it's mighty good. I thought, that's, that's, that's the sense we've got to live with. We have a mighty God and he's mighty good. And he looks on us and he says, you're mighty good as well. And that's what communion was about. Is realizing our capacity in Christ. Put that together, who you are in Christ, with who Christ is in you, and you become invincible in the circumstances of life. Because you don't have to face it alone, you face it in partnership with Him. There's stuff that happens in our worlds that's overwhelming. And we, we, we don't have to do it alone. We can do it in relationship with Christ. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, the, the things that can be achieved in life are amazing as we tap into God. And picture, this next slide shows a picture of my, my parents-in-law. This was at the start of this year, uh, Pastor Ray and Margaret Gilmore, some of you know them. Um, they've now come to live with us. And we've become their carers. We moved them from Victoria to South Australia in the start of February this year. And it's been, it's been a big challenge and continues to be so. Mum's got dementia and so she's standing there crying, making out she's crying because she won't remember two minutes later exactly what's happened. Dad's very frail and being held up actually by Mum in that picture. And uh, is, you know, they, this is their house where they, it was a manse that was built on the church property where they, became the, where they were the founding pastors. And uh, they built an amazing church um, and a congregation that continues to thrive. It's a complex of many millions of dollars now, um, a huge school that's there on the, on the site as well. And uh, <clears throat> I just want to honour them because when we do our bit, God does his mighty bit. Because <laughs> it happened in their lives. Um, Dad got a, a, a vision to start a church in Melbourne when he was teaching in Canada. And uh, they're, uh, they're Australians, but they've gone to Canada chasing big bucks and uh, to do an adventurous life. And God called him over there to come back and plant a church in Melbourne with his brother-in-law. And the two of them started in their family, with just in their home, with just the two families. And my wife was the youth group initially. And that was the way it started. So don't despise small beginnings. You know, God's working here in this group of people. And it started working in that, in that, in that environment. And people started getting saved. And the church grew rapidly. Uh, to the point where in just a few years it had reached some three or four hundred people strong. In just on two years. When I, I was invited to come there as the youth pastor... That's where I started in youth in ministry, was in their church. As a power, Mover married, married his daughter. No, no, I, that's, that was part of God's bigger plan as well. But I, I, they've become my parents-in-law now. And for some ten years I had the privilege of working with them in that church. And then God called me over to South Australia to continue pastoring here. To have done the last 40 plus years. <coughs> so... But that church grew from just a handful of people 
who acted on a great big God who was prepared to do things with them as they gave them their best shot. Now I know them really well. I worked with them for 10 years. I've known them as parents and all for long, all my, for the last 40, yesterday was my wedding anniversary, 44 years. So I've known them 45 years in that context. <coughs> and um, I know their foibles and failings as they know mine. Uh, there's certain things that I think, man, how you can use them, God, I don't know. But He has. You know, and uh, you know, you look at yourselves and you look at the people around you and you sometimes question, what on earth is going on? Why God would you use them? Or what about that in their lives? How can you do that? Because my father-in-law is a very strong character and it's part of, I think, the drive of what actually has caused something to develop like it did. It's, uh, what's there now is a church... Uh, this house that you can see in the background there was a manse that they built uh, on the property and it's part of a complex now that's, as I said, many millions of dollars worth of a school of some seven or eight hundred kids, of a church of seven or eight hundred people in it, and the second campus that they've now created on the other side of Melbourne, about the same size school and about the same size church that's developing there in a place called Wyndham Vale. It's amazing what God's done, in spite of them. Really, you know, in spite of us, God uses us. And he doesn't, he doesn't need us, by the way. He could just make things happen. But he's chosen to work through groups of people like this, and through your life and my life. And he says, if you'll come into dynamic partnership with me, as you strive with an energy that I inspire within you, you'll be amazed at what could happen. And so, you know, I just put them up there as a great example of when we do our bit, God does his bit. Because I don't think they had any idea when they were in Canada thinking about starting a church when God challenged my father-in-law to come back and do that, that he had any idea of what it would eventuate into. The guy who's now our state chairman in Victoria of our movement and the, chair, uh, the senior pastor of this church was a guy who got saved in the youth group when I was the youth pastor there. And you know, you just think of the consequences of one person who says yes to God and what God can do as he takes that person on an adventure of life. There's adventures in this room that have been lived and other adventures that are yet to be lived. And I want to honour you for the faith that you have. And we encourage you to say, as you do your bit, God can do his bit. Up there is a quote from our, our state chairman here in, in uh, Victoria and South Australia now, who took over from me. I was state chairman here for some um, 23 years. And uh, when I retired, I finished with that role. And I said, uh, and they said, well, we don't want you to go. Would you mind becoming our state pastor and sort of move around all our churches? So most Sundays I'm in a different church. Um, next Sunday I'm in, in um, Halico. Last Sunday I was in Mount Gambia. This Sunday I'm in here. So, you know, it's a great privilege to move around churches and, and be involved in that role. Um, but uh, Joe Habermill, who's our chairman now, said this 
feeling quite recently. He says, we pray, we serve, we love, but God alone brings life. It will always seem impossible to us. So we need to know that God is a God of miracles. How will it work out? Only God knows. But we must begin. As you do your bit, God does his great big bit. He's a God of the impossible. We've sung about that with gusto already this morning. What's the bit you're to do? I love this verse in Romans where it says, For the by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. Gifts that God gives. For some it's prophecy and spiritual high point gifts. For others it's just serving and being practiced in practice. Uh, teaching or, or exhorting or, or contributing in generosity. Look, they're all so critical and no, not one is bigger, bigger or better than the other. Each must use their gifts according to the grace that has been given to them. Use them. If it's to lead, do it with zeal. The one who acts with mercy, do it with cheerfulness of heart. In other words, use what God has given to you. And what's God given you? What could happen through you in the days that are, are yet ahead? We come into the end of a year and we're facing the prospect of a new one. The last year has been a challenge for you as a church. Uh, dear Daryl, who was such a formative character in this church, is no longer with us. He's having a much better time. Um, but we miss him, and I'm sure Anne does most of all, and many of you very directly. But I'm very thankful for, for the legacy that he's created. And he's a great example of, of what happens when you do your bit, and God adds his big bit. Because I can reflect on Daryl's life, and the many things that he has done and witnessed and seen happen from the amazing farm down there at Carabran uh, that, uh, you know, became such a foundational thing for Teen Challenge in this state through to the pub church in Wyala. <laughs> he wasn't scared to do different things, was he? You know, he was just such a character and such a... Uh, such a, a zeal and passion for the Lord and he, he exemplified so much that last bit of that verse the one who leads, lead with zeal you know he was one who was zealous of heart I'm sure though if you spoke to him he'd have many examples and Anne would probably know even more so than most of us times where he felt he fell well short of what God had given him the opportunity to do. God uses imperfect people imperfect, in, in imperfect opportunities, but perfects them in, in, in ways that we can never begin to be comprehend. When I think of my father-in-law, my, my parents-in-law that are living with me now, you know, I would never have thought years ago that that would be the case. And God used them in strategic ways to build a great church, as Daryl was used to build this congregation to where it is now. And now the opportunity is for you to see where God would take you in the times ahead.
As we do our bit, God does His great big bit. I'm part of the pulse of the world, but God gives growth. So neither He who plants nor He who waters is anything, but only God who gives growth. He who plants it, He who waters are one, and each will receive wages according to His labour. The Apostle Paul understood that this was just part of a process. There are others that were around that were also part of the bigger picture. Get excited about the fact that you can be part of a bigger scheme than your own. Um, Joseph is a classic example. And, and the heroes of faith are people who, who were, were not great necessarily in themselves. But they understood a great God. And they got involved in partnership with him. And saw some amazing things unfold through their lives. Corinthians says that no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor, nor heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. I don't know what's ahead for me or for you. But I have a good God who says, if you will just trust me, I can take you on an amazing adventure. The psalmist said, uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord when they delight in his way. Many of the plans, Solomon said, uh, that are in the hearts of a man or a person, but as the, it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. <laughs> you got your plans, God's got his plans. If you'll strive with his energy inspiring you, he will take you on a journey that will take you way beyond you could ever have thought was possible. And it's still the case. Some of you have seen a lot of life already. Don't think that it's finished. It's just an ongoing journey into eternity. Your, your pastor, uh, Daryl, is such a classic example of that, isn't he? Who, who would have thought, Anne, that in your retirement years you'd start a church? I mean, that's just Daryl, but it's also just God. It's God saying what I can do with you if you just make yourself available. Don't underestimate what is yet ahead for you. And I've found that in my own life. You know, that, you know as I've now come into um, my 70s, you know, and you think, wow, God, how many years have gone? 44 years married yesterday. You know, just good grief. But it's just so, it's just so wonderful to, to know that, you know, there's still adventures ahead for me. I don't that they may not have the same, uh, uh, I might not have the same energy or capacity to do certain things, but there are other things I can do now that I could never have done then. What could God do with you? And you know, Daryl to me is a continued inspiration, that, and his memory is that, you know, he was a man who was prepared to, to just serve his Lord right through to his dying day. Many are our plans and thoughts, but it's God's purpose that will prevail. And Joseph, you know, taken into the another story, well, I won't share the whole thing, but you know, he was taken off into, into slavery. This honoured son, this one who thought he had it all going, was reduced to nothing, brought to a place of low, loneliness. And then out of 14 years of being in the wilderness, in a sense, in, the, in this prison, 
God takes him out on a journey that causes him to become the second to the Pharaoh. An amazing journey, a picture of going down to be taken back up and of God working faithfully through the gifts that were placed within Joseph to cause him to become such a strategic leader that even the nation of Israel today still gains the blessings from. This is, this is the sort of pattern that can happen for you as you get involved in the grander scheme of things. There's a much bigger plan afoot than we could ever imagine. And we need to understand the big picture. Uh, there's a few pictures there that I want to relate to as we go through this point. But Joseph, uh, again, no matter how great is the vision and desire we have, it is only a small part of a picture. And we have only limited powers. Uh, you know, we often get caught up in what we're going to achieve and do. But really what I achieve and do outworks itself as the foundations for those who come after me as well. And the things may never really be realised by me that might be realised by those who come after me. I know when I was pastoring at Stirling for all those years, 30, 33 years I was there, I had many dreams and aspirations of what God would do through that church. Many of them have not yet been realised. But I was called to be faithful and to strive with all the energy he could inspire within me. I pray that it's become now um, the platform or the foundation for what might yet still come. Because nothing that you do is, is, is isolated just you. You are part of something that it, it will outlive you, that will outbless you, or that will work beyond you. No matter how great is the vision and the desire we have, it is only a small part of the picture. And we, we only have limited powers. And what God wants to build is beyond what you or I could do. My father-in-law now is retired and living with us in a very different season of his life. But he's got a legacy there that's now being built upon by others who will create it to become even something bigger and better than he could ever have achieved. I believe that, for your life as well as for mine, that as God works in you, you are creating stuff that others will stand on, on, the, on your shoulders. You will be able to, in fact, take them to heights that they could never have gone. For your kids, for your, for your wives, for your, for, your, for your husbands, for your uh, community, for this church, for what it could become. Believe in what God can do. What you think is impossible with God is possible. You do your bit, God will do his great big bit. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you this morning? What's he challenging you to? The other pictures up there are interesting. You know, years ago we started a church in, in uh, Mount Barker. And uh, we tried really hard to make it happen. Uh, we, we even bought a play cafe which is still there in, uh, in Mount Barker, to be an outreach to the community. And uh, so a lot of money and resorts into that church for various reasons. It, it had ran its season. Uh, we had it for about four or five years and never could quite crack it. <laughs> Up there on the picture is now the picture of Sunday, the church that's uh, where Fiona and I are now working from and based from. Um, and it's where our son and 
daughter-in-law and kids go as well. And it's, it's wonderful to see what they're starting to do in that church. It's a big community. It needs to have some effective churches. And uh, as a church that's now grown to around 100, 100 or so people in just on a couple of years. And I'm just excited for them and what God's doing amongst them. Um, and there are people in that church whose roots go back to what we planted there a few years ago. We planted a church in Mount Barker 30 years ago. That's now a church in there. We tried to plant the church in Mount Barker 40 years ago. And uh, a couple of the characters that became part of the Nairn Church eventually came out of that initial plant. So, you know, things happen in time sometimes and we can't see the bigger picture. And God is working through this group about not just what is here now, but what is yet to come. As you do your bit, God does his great big bit. And we're all part of something that's much bigger than ourselves. We're part of the greater kingdom of God. I don't know how the future is going to unfold for you as a congregation. But if you strive with an energy which he mightily inspires within you, who knows what could be released? That's the house that I built a couple of years ago. And we're very thankful for what God allowed us to do. As I retired, I felt the challenge to... <coughs> excuse me, do something like create for the future. And we built this house with the intention of it potentially becoming... Fiona's always had a dream to have an Airbnb. So the downstairs part is, is organised so it could be let out if it, if it had to be. We've never actually got to let it out, except now we let it out to... My parents in law. But you know, when we built that, we had no idea that they would need that sort of level of care or that we would become the carers for that. But God did. He knew the bigger picture. It's, it's just worked out marvelously now for us that we can have the space where they can still live separately, separately to us, but we live on the top, they live at the bottom, and we care for them and we're able to support them. God knew that. I can't tell you the whole story of the miracle of that property, but you know, I'd never thought that we would ever build anything or could ever afford to do anything uh, on the sort of level of wage that I was earning. God led us to an investment property that we bought, um, downsizing from the house we had into two small houses. We bought this little house. Uh, as an investment, thought that we might, might be able to hang on to that in retirement. We'll just see how we go. It was on two, two. It w- didn't realise, but it was on two titles, and we separated off one of the titles and it became the house block for this house. We sold both houses and built this house, and we've come out net net positive. So I just go, wow, God. You know, God knows the big picture of things, but it wasn't about the house. It's about actually creating a place that can now minister to her parents and, and for God's grace for us and to the years ahead. You know, God works in your life. As you do your bit, with all the energy you can, He comes through in miraculous ways to do what only He can. And I'll just put your pictures up there because, you know, this has been a huge year of transformation for you as a church. And I remember putting up a 
slideshow here earlier in the year when I spoke with Daryl's picture on it. Now it's, the battle's yours <laughs> and yours and yours to carry on with what God has in the future. I don't know what the big, big, bigger picture is going to be, but I encourage you to fan into a flame the gift of God that is in you. Because what can God do in the times that are yet ahead? Some of you might be saying, oh, I don't need to do anything more. I've done enough. I'm exhausted as it is. I don't have to do more, surely. No, look, you know, if you tap into God and strive in His energy, you're able to do things in ways that you never thought you could do by yourself. If you do it in your own strength, you will get exhausted. But if you do it with God, amazing opportunities still will unfold for all of us. I'm believing that for my life and I want to believe it for you. In Second Peter it says this, and we have a prophetic word more fully confirmed to which you will do well to pay attention as to the lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Uh, I gave a word to Tony before, but can I just give a word to Malcolm, is it? Uh, to you as well, Malcolm, would you mind? And I just... Uh, don't... Don't underestimate the power of even the little things that you do. And I feel God... You know, often we, when we have messages, even like I'm listening to... You're listening to today from me, we think of big things and what God's going to do. And God is often... Let's let Him be, do the big things and we'll do the little things. You know, as we do our little bit, God can do His big bits. And I feel like God's saying, don't underestimate the significance of even the small things that you do. Um, Matthew 6, 6, it says, the Father who sees what is done in secret will reward. And I feel like, Malcolm, there are things that will happen. Zechariah 4, 10 says, don't despise the, the day of small beginnings. There are things that happen in the smallness of the things that you do, that will grow because of the God who brings the increase. In Proverbs 6 of verses 21 to 22, it says, God commands will guide you. So bind them on your heart. Um, in John 16, 13, it says, the Holy Spirit will guide you uh, to, to truth. So I feel like God's saying there's things that he will lead and guide you into and in Matthew 25, 21, it says, As you're faithful in those little things, he will be faithful and allow you to become faithful in much. In uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 6, we read the story there of, of the, the miraculous catch of fish. And I feel like God would say to you sometimes, uh, Put out into the deep and see what I can do. Um, Mark 1, verse 18. It talks there about the disciples had to leave their nets and follow him. And I feel like God's saying to you, Malcolm, there's some things that you, as you leave, some things, leave some nets behind. He will in fact allow you to go out into the deep and catch fish like you've never seen. In other words, some, it's a picture of fruitfulness. But not to underestimate that the little things you do can't produce great fruitfulness for you and for the glory of God. Does that connect with you at all? So, you know, don't, don't, don't underestimate the day, the day of small beginnings. Father, in Jesus' name, we just raise our hands up to Malcolm as well. And we pray into his life 
Lord, that which would be a prophetic word that could encourage him. Lord, that, that, like a lamp shining in a dark place. Lord, let that morning star rise in his heart and cause him fresh hope for what things you yet have in store for him. In Jesus' name. Lord, we speak out over his life in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray it over this church as well. I pray it, Lord, for Brenton, for the leadership team that's here. Lord, as they have gone through such significant change, Lord, as they do their bit, may you do your great big bit. Father, as they continue to serve you in this place together, may they strive side by side to give it the best shot they can, knowing that they will always be inadequate, but that, Lord, you are, you are more than adequate. And that as we do our little bit, it becomes part of a bigger picture that even future generations can gain the glory and blessing of. Lord, I thank you for the many years you've walked with me through my ministry life. I thank you, Lord, for the, for the heritage that I have in parents in law like I have, who've served you with great faithfulness and commitment. Lord, yet through it all, what we do is not about us, it's about you and your kingdom and what you would want to do for the generations that are yet to come until you return, Lord. Whilst there is yet time, Lord, we would pray, Father, for great fruitfulness to be upon a uh, living word, Lord, in Jesus' name, that this church would see much happen within its midst and many would look back and say, thank, thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness of those who have gone before. We pray that in Jesus' name. Bless this church. Take it forward in you. And bless each one that makes up its congregation. And may this Christmas be an amazing time of realising again that as they do their bit, you've done your great big bit in Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the glorious name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. God bless you. And thank you for letting me share with you again. And uh, hopefully you unfold it a bit further. God bless